The following episode can be viewed on the YouTube channel Bernie or Bust Television. Good morning, USA, and welcome to another episode of the Bernie or Bust Show. Have a slurp of coffee and pull up a chair. The central point of today's show is to lament the fact that Bernie or Busters are perceived as just too damn belligerent for polite company. Keaton Weiss, in his most recent podcast, in podcast number 48, No Sleep Till Iowa, he's talking about some of his listeners communicating with him the fact that they're nervous and afraid that Bernie or Busters are not going to vote blue in the general election. And what does this mean? What does this mean? And it's good that they're nervous, but the way he comforts them is a little troubling. I'll let you listen. Right. But what you have to say is, look, to these people, to the to the people who are begging for insulin money online, to the guy who got a 200, this, this was on, this has been making the rounds, guy whose wife died in surgery and he got a bill for $284,000 after his wife died in surgery. Right. For the people who, who you know, we saw that this was some other uh, thing that is just making the rounds. How, you know, uh, 30 stories of student debt. I think it was a BuzzFeed thing where people said how, you know, I've been paying, you know, $800 a month every month for seven years. And I still owe more than I borrowed in the first place. A lot of people at town halls are telling their stories and their desperate stories. And Bernie sounds like he's the only candidate who has an interest in helping them. So Keaton is explaining that desperation is what's causing Bernie or bust. But I would say in my case, it's not desperation. It's, it's an ethical consideration. I feel empathy for the desperate people who are Bernie or bust. Therefore, I am in solidarity with them. And that's what I'm asking of you, Keaton, that you could be in solidarity with the Bernie or Busters because it's the right thing to do. To your credit, you're trying to help your comfortable Democrat friends understand where Bernie or Busters are coming from, but I'm not sure that you're going far enough to explain to them why they need to join in solidarity. They need to link arms with the Bernie or Busters and finally get a change that is causing people to die from not being able to afford their insulin. To those kinds of people, you have to understand that even if Bernie were... To those kinds of people. So it doesn't sound quite like solidarity yet. It sounds like we comfortable people are talking about these other kinds of people. We're a 50-50 shot and Biden were a sure thing. They would still say, you know what, I got to take my chances and vote for Bernie in this primary. Because to these people, it is critically important that neither Joe Biden nor Donald Trump be elected president in November of this year. And of course, the way the media people like to spin that around is they like to say, well, if you don't see the difference between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, it's because of your privilege, right? Your privilege blinds you to the difference between Trump and Biden. And in some cases, that's true. But in many cases, it's the complete opposite. Right? In many cases, it is their vulnerability that blinds them to the difference between Trump and Biden. Because while it's true that there are certain people and certain communities of people who are more vulnerable than others under Donald Trump, it's also true, and this is what you have to remember, and this is what you never hear, this is the other side of it, that there are huge numbers of people who are more vulnerable under Joe Biden than others. 
Right. And so what I mean by that is that it's very easy for someone who is sort of financially comfortable, someone who's doing okay, a sort of, you know, concerned liberal who doesn't have any many real problems of their own, but thinks of themselves as, you know, good people. It's very easy for them to say, well, we have to pick who we have been convinced, you know, many times by the corporate media, right, uh, is the safer uh, pick to beat Donald Trump. And that safer pick is Joe Biden. And but so, it of isn't. course, we have to pick Joe Biden because uh, there's this massive difference, obviously, between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. But what these people have to understand is that to the person who's begging strangers online for insulin money every week and hoping that they raise enough money by the end of the week so they can get the insulin so they don't risk going into DKA and dying... And that, Keaton, is precisely why you should be telling your comfortable friends about the Bernie or Trump swing voters in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. They need to know that Biden's electability is a complete myth. He absolutely can't win. And you know this, I know, because we've talked about it, and you, you know it. So the case can be made that it's malpractice on your part, because you have an audience. Whether it's big or small, you have an audience, and they need to know that Biden can't possibly beat Donald Trump because the swing voters in those swing states aren't going to vote for Biden or Elizabeth or Mayor Pete or Amy Klobuchar or Mike Bloomberg. They're just not. To those people, the difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden isn't so noticeable mm -mm. because they have no reason whatsoever to believe that Joe Biden is going to make it such that they don't have to keep begging strangers online for insulin money every week, right? And so don't worry about whether those people are going to consciously fuck you at the ballot box in November if you don't <laughs> nominate their candidate. I'm gonna consciously fuck you at the ballot box. I'm not gonna nominate your candidate and I'm not gonna vote for him or her in the general election. So I don't care if you take it that way, but we'll get to that later in this show. Understand that the world they're living in, right? Put yourself in their shoes and understand that they have to, even if Bernie Sanders was a more precarious general election nominee, which once again, there is no hard data to back that up. Even if that were true, they would still have to take a flyer on the guy because that is the situation they are in. They are in a, a Bernie or bust type of situation. All right, I'll put it to you that way. All right, so that's what's at stake more broadly, and I think that would be a good thing to communicate to anyone who's still on the fence about this, okay? Okay, all right. So I don't take issue with everything you're saying, but I still think that we need to be less reasonable, less civil in this battle. And here's why. Politico, 2020 elections. DNC members discuss rules change to stop Sanders at convention. So they're figuring out how to rig it, and we're trying to figure out how to get Bernie the nomination in the first round so they can't wade in and fix things. They're actually trying to figure out how to get the superdelegates to vote in the first round now as a result of this. I'm saying we need Bernie or bust to make sure Bernie gets it in the first round, and the insiders are starting to figure out, hey, wait, Bernie may clobber Biden in the primaries. Elizabeth is tanking, Biden is tanking, Buttigieg is a never was been. And so here we are. A never was been. That was good. So here we are. And we, it looks like Bernie could win it in the first round. So we have to figure out how to change the rules to get the superdelegates back into the first round. 
which is crazy. Even Tom Perez says it's crazy to think about, but that's where they are. So Bernie or bust is necessary now, as I said yesterday. And if you don't believe it, just watch the DNC insiders if you have time. And if you don't have time, then you'll have to take my word for it. And there aren't many people saying what I'm saying. And now I'll tell you why. The final point today is that Bernie or bust is just too grubby for most comfortable Democrats to stomach. I keep writing postscripts to this article, Bernie or bust or bust or bust, <laughs> postscript, post, postscript. Today we have post, post, postscript. So in this PPPS, I'm trying to say something to Keaton Weiss that I hope he takes the right way. It sounds to him as though Bernie or bust is too extremist for comfortable Democrats. They communicate with him that the Bernie or bust movement scares them. They believe the corporate narrative that Bernie is less electable than Biden. Pundits are reluctant to talk about Bernie or bust because busters are perceived as desperate and unreasonable, even petulant. An example of that is Nancy Pelosi and her admonitions to her younger colleagues to be civil. It's not civil to camp out on my doorstep and protest. But her admonitions for them to be civil are just a way to maintain the status quo. A lack of civility is sorely needed to upend the current system and bring justice to millions of working class U.S. citizens. When the voices, though, become strident enough to make a difference, the puppets of the powerful insist that we watch our tone. This insistence on civility is blocking our one best chance to unrig the primary process in the form of Bernie or bust and get an insurgent populist the Democratic nomination. At the risk of sounding less than civil, Keaton, it has been difficult in the last two election cycles to find any true friends in the pundit class who have not or will not ultimately turn into sheepdogs. For example, Cenk Uger and Noam Chomsky. Let's face it, people smart enough to be journalists, or pseudo-journalists in my case, are typically not desperate and would rather avoid angry confrontations. Someone who would block your car in heavy traffic and then pull you out of the car and punch your lights out because you cut them off is not the typical journalist. But it is the typical Bernie or Buster. Bernie or Bust populism is perceived as grubby and blue collar. What we have is a true class war and nobody in Bernie or Bust desperation mode has a journalistic voice that can get out into the mainstream with any volume. Elitism is part of even far-left journalism, and it has a severe muting effect on our message. The more unreasonable we sound, the less likely we are to be heard in this elitist climate. It's what blue-collar conservatives have been saying for years. In the final analysis, taking to the streets en masse may end up becoming the only solution. Get on ball. The Bernie Bus Train. Come get on board the Bernie Bus Train. Once you hear that clickety clack, there ain't no time for turning back. Come get on board the Bernie Bus Train. The preceding episode can be viewed on the YouTube channel Bernie or Bust Television.